rolling that that's your mark (laughs) 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 we're talking about aliens huh you blab about it enough on our road trip across utah (laughs) now you say that and did i really talk about it that much I felt like any opportunity you could drop Travis Barker's name in a conversation, you did. It's Tom DeLong. <laughs> oh, who's Travis Barker? He's their drummer. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Everybody knows him, though. He produced MGK's most recent album. He's been doing all sorts of stuff with him recently. MGK is in a monogamous relationship with... Megan, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the girl with the thumb, the, the Transformers thumb. <laughs> Is her name Megan? <laughs> hey, Megan. I'm positive it's Megan. <laughs> Oh god. Oh god. Oh my god. It's Megan Fox. Megan. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you said Megan, but you didn't know her last name and it's so fucking easy. <laughs> Fox, Jamie Fox. I know Jamie Fox is like. Oh my god. You know what the thing about Jesus. Megan Fox? Her voice annoys me and I think at some point we need to talk about women's voices. <laughs> Yes, yes, and not just how much some of them can annoy us, like le- le- their legitimate voice in society. Right. But tonight, we're talking about aliens. Out of this world. So everybody's getting back into aliens and UFOs after that monolith appeared in Utah. We were so close to that monolith, pretty sure we could have seen it had we gone down the right road. Yeah, we probably drove right fucking by it. <laughs> now, how were you able to find out that the monolith was in Canyonlands, Utah, in the Needles Park? Well, as more and more information's been coming out about it, and people have been going into that area, they revealed that that was the district that it was in. You could look at it on Google Earth. The monolith? Yeah. Oh, I am all in on the monolith. I think... I know a guy who can build me a monolith in my backyard. It's Ray Miranda with Ray's car designs. He's on Instagram and he does some phenomenal, some phenomenal, phenomenal. <laughs> he does some <laughs> phenomenal work here in Arizona. So he did my gate and I'm really proud of my son, Double Gate. 
Well, if he's going to do a monolith for you, make sure he gets the dimensions right. It has to be one by four by nine. It's not some triangle like these bozos have been building out in the desert in Romania and California now. At the very least, I want a monolith. I'm all in on the monolith. But at the same time, I remember sitting out there with you camping in Canyonlands Needles, which is a dark park, dark sky park. And we saw the Neowise comet clear as day. Oh, yeah. Just rolling through. That was awesome. But you know what we didn't see that night, T, were unidentified flying objects. I mean, minus the comet, right? But that was very identified. No, I don't think we saw anything that night. Have you ever seen anything or thought you ever saw anything in your life? I was really mad because in 1997, the Phoenix lights were all the rage. And I heard about it on the news. And I know I was out and about that night. I just was too busy looking down. And I wish I was looking up. So no. Yeah, same here. I don't think I've ever really seen anything that could be construed as an unidentified flying object. One time when I was going up this hill in Erie near the Bayfront, I did see something fly overhead that kind of tweaked me out that looked not like a plane. It looked very, very triangular, and I still to this day don't really know what exactly that was, but... Okay. It it could have been a plane. I don't know. I didn't get a good enough look at it, a long enough look at it. I don't have any photographic evidence of it, of course. But mm-hmm. there's probably an explanation for it. That's the only thing in my life, though, that I really have seen firsthand. Okay. But I want to see an alien. I'd like to meet them. Oh, they're out there. We can debate that later. (laughs) (laughs) We will. Don't worry. Don't worry. There actually was a UFO sighting that was reported in Erie back in 1966 and investigated by the United States Air Force. So you can look that up. But I wasn't around to see any of that. Nor were my parents. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, didn't you have some family that could confirm this? I believe my grandma... I think I asked her about it once, but she didn't really care at that point in time. More recently, she's come around and she's opened up to me. I think ancient aliens finally got to her. (laughs) I love that. Very rarely do I meet anybody, though, that doesn't want to believe or have some belief. But I think... Believing in aliens ultimately ends up maybe disproving God. And I think that's a very scary concept for a lot of people. But more and more I see here in the United States plurality prevailing and less and less people committing to the idea of attending services on Sunday or Friday, depending on where you are in the world or Saturday. Well, what about the videos that came out more recently from the government? Pentagon. Mm Mm-hmm. And they still haven't released the 9-11 video of the plane crashing in. <laughs> so those guys can get fucked. But they have some UFOs on tape. <laughs> they do. They don't know what those objects are. They, they went ahead and released that. That was a number of months ago here in 2020. Great. It was a welcome distraction for sure. And for you and I, I think it just helped confirm what we've already believed, that we believe aliens are here living amongst us. Well, now, was this because of Tom? These videos got released? Yeah, and they were actually released back in 2017. 
Yes. People forgot about that. I think they came out and said, we're coming out as we don't know what this is. Mm -hmm. That's what, the official word. And then here's Space Force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Tom DeLonge has a contract with the U.S. Army now for multiple years, multiple millions of dollars. So if it's we gotta all get bullshit, one of those. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're working on it. Tom, if you're listening, sign us up. We believe we'll work for you. Coach, put me in. <laughs> Why do we love aliens? I mean, for me, I just love Alf. And Alf was the greatest 80s character. I think he trumps E.T. A lot of people love E.T. My sister's an E.T. fan. I'm Team Alf. So it's like Edward versus James. No. <laughs> I'm obviously going to side with your sister here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember the damn vampire movie where it's Edward and <laughs> Jake. But we, we believe, and J is it Jake? Uh, either way. <laughs> team Edward, team Jake. Sure. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm team Alf. You can be team ED. I don't give a. <laughs> well, why do why do you? Alf was much funny, much more funnier. <laughs> Just... ET doesn't have nearly any comedic timing. Getting sick all the time. He's freaking drunk. I'm freaking ET's drunk all the time. <laughs> Cracked out on sugar. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. And the Atari video game for E.T. was a ripoff. It was atrocious. It was a known... Yes. <laughs> they buried it somewhere out near they you. They should. <laughs> out in the desert. And they actually went and found it. They they and dug they it up. A, a monolith. A monolith sprouted. <laughs> <laughs> I actually own that game, and it is fucking horrible. <laughs> it made no sense. No. Not at all. That's another reason. At least the ALF video game, I think, had a point. If there was an ALF video game, I don't know. If there wasn't, then we should get the ball rolling, right? Right. <laughs> if there's ever a time to be seizing the opportunity to profit on nostalgia, this is it. I know there's some trademarks involved, but yeah, we can work around that. Yeah. Well, we don't need to work around it. We just need to get involved in the process. You heard it here first. That's right. That's all we need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark. It, it's all about being first, baby. I told you. That's another thing we discussed on that trip, but we can save that for another conversation. So ever since then, coupled with Star Wars, my father's love for Star Trek, Aliens is one of his more influential films. He reminded me tonight that just science fiction in general, just, and this has been something that's going on in our pop, like our pop culture. And I think it relates also to anybody who's ever had an encounter. They almost always describe something they've seen in film. Starting with the war of the worlds, scaring the crap out of everybody over the radio. And ever since then, you've seen things like the Condon committee where the U S air force, the military industrial complex, essentially is like, everybody calm down. Nothing's going on here. It's just weather balloons. Nothing to see here. And that's been pretty consistent up until that video that your boy Tom got released. Yeah, then you get a tip. 
Is that like the A-Team? No, that's the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Just the tip. (laughs) (laughs) And that was made public in 2017, along with these videos as well. And it was headed by Luis Elizondo. And he's on that show, Unidentified, which is on the History Channel, which is basically funded by Tom. Which is a subsidiary of News Corp, which is Fox. Which is owned by Walt Disney. Yeah, it might be at Walt Disney now. (laughs) And Walt Disney owns Star Wars, so it all comes full circle. (laughs) And I'm all in on that because I've started The Mandalorian, and if meeting creatures from other planets is anything like Chewbacca or Baby Yoda, then absolutely, let's go. But there's also some scary-ass arachnid spider shit that the Mandalorian has to battle. And then Starship Troopers, they they meet those killer spiders. And Doogie Hauser has to come and bail them out by taking on the brain. And that's the type of alien shit I don't want to encounter. I don't want the probing aliens. I want the alpha. I want the comedic aliens is what I want. Do you think that the aliens are going to show up and just start busting jokes for your <laughs> pleasure? <laughs> If, see, the cinema, like, Close Encounters of the Third Kind in this camp, I'm hoping they'll come and play the piano. Like, that's what I really want (laughs) at Devil's Tower in Wyoming, which you missed, by the way, on your journey. It's all right. In fact, you missed a lot. Like, you drove by Area 51, I think, and you could have easily pulled in. Yeah, I did miss a lot. I probably should have visited Area 51, or at least tried to. (laughs) (laughs) and speaking of making this pod (laughs) right and speaking of close encounters of the third kind jacques valet he's a renowned french scientist that sounds like a steak what jacques jacques (laughs) valet it's valet valet (laughs) anyway art vandalay go ahead bastard the french (laughs) the french guy in close encounters of the third kind is based on him yes okay yes yes Mm -hmm. we know jacques Mm -hmm. jacques is also a fantastic bowler and almost had an affair with marge simpson in one episode (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) but i think the reason that i have such a passion for aliens is once i started to think about the world from a more objective view and started looking at all the different religions Mm -hmm. i started connecting these dots and then i started being more open-minded to the idea that there's probably life on other planets and here we are in 2020 discovering water on the moon and mars and all these other places so some gas and venus it's not long before they confirm that there's some sort of microbial life in our own solar system probably whether it be on one of jupiter's moons or what have you and then who knows where it goes from there but the probability of that paired with all these different beliefs of people going up and down from the heavens and this, that, and the other, 
It's like, what the fuck? Like, why is that believable? Why is Jesus turning into a zombie and hanging out with his friends again for a month and a half believable? But the possibility of life more intelligent than us visiting us isn't? Let's be clear. Were you were you raised religious? Yes. I was Catholic until I was probably 18 or 19. Northeastern Catholic, like Pennsylvania, like Joe Biden Catholic. Yeah. Is Joe Biden Catholic? He is. He is. Only the second Catholic elected to the Ooh, interesting. United States presidency. The first one they killed. Right? Yeah. So let's Lost, hope that that doesn't happen again. <laughs> Otherwise, that conspiracy is going to spiral out of control. We'll have to do a whole other fucking podcast on that. I'm in. I've been there. Do you believe that aliens are a replacement for you as a religion, as a science, as a pseudoscience, as Carl Sagan would, would have us believe? Essentially, if you had to ask me what the beings up in the sky are, that would probably be my answer. Let's be clear. The universe is, what, 14 billion years old by our best estimates, and our solar system is only about 4 billion years old? That means there's a lot of other places out there that have a 10 billion year head start on us. Mm. So we've seen how far that we've come in just the past century. We're only 5,000 years old, according to some. Right. <laughs> but if we're going by mainstream science, then why is it so hard to believe that there's another intelligent life form out there? Even with a million-year head start, they might have the technology to traverse amongst the stars. Think about billions. I'm with you. I'm, I'm completely with you, but we're going by mainstream science here. And mainstream science says that we have not proven that there's intelligent life that has ever visited our planet, nor have we proven that there's intelligent life outside of our planet. You and I are just hanging on to this idea that we're, we're hoping because baby Yoda has been so influential in our lives. The farthest fucking probes that we've ever even <laughs> sent have only just gone into quote unquote interstellar space. Did you just say interstellar? <laughs> yes, but that's the definition because they've, it's technically outside of our solar system. Voyager one and Voyager two. Okay. I still don't buy Matthew McConaughey. Why does he have to play a Texan in every single freaking thing? <laughs> <laughs> I do love that movie, but don't get me started on that now. No, we, we can't. We can't delve too far into Interstellar. No. But that is another possibility as well. Perhaps there aren't aliens, and maybe it is just a future version of ourselves that has found a way to go above space-time and we're able to visit ourselves in the past, i.e. our present. When I was reading 2001 Space Odyssey by Arthur Blank, I noticed the book diverged completely from the movie. Arthur Clark? So Stanley... Arthur Clark? What did I say? <laughs> Arthur Blank. Megan Fox? What did I, what did I say? <laughs> Sorry, Arthur. <laughs> I really enjoyed your book, though. But you're right. The, they were coming back, and they were trying to help 
the humans as they were evolving. And they were like, here's a flashlight, figure this out. You know, they, they kept bringing tools and food and, and things and, and giving them clues so that they can go back and hopefully replicate it. And you can make that argument, or at least uh, Lieutenant Philip Corso makes that argument in his book, Day After Roswell, as he cites the crash of Roswell has actually prompted the U.S. military to funnel objects from that crash into the mainstream, giving it to companies like General Electric, and ultimately giving us sonar, Kevlar, um, night vision, mm -hmm. the planes we have that are undetected by, by radar are a result of this. So some of the, the stealth technology. Yes. And all of that is a result of that, that crash at Roswell that they've been able to bury since. Why would they say that they had a flying disc? Why would that be the first thing they say? And why would they flip their story the next day? That means they're lying. In one of those instances, they're lying. I guess our government has never proven to be a forthright and honest. So why would they make up that, that disc story if it's a lie in the first place? If it really was just a balloon, why would they come out and say something like that? Mm. That's reckless. But I guess I'm still curious as to why these things aren't occurring more regularly, especially now with everybody having a smartphone. And is it one of those things that you just don't get your smart? Like I couldn't get my phone out when the res dogs were attacking us. Like I was in such horror and such shock that I couldn't operate a, a camera. Well, a lot of people do report being overwhelmed in those situations. I think it would be a lot to process, especially depending on the magnitude of the encounter. Yet you cut me no slack for not being able to videotape those res dogs. <laughs> well, because you were in a safe bubble. <laughs> Frank had your back. <laughs> That's horrifying. <laughs> 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 but I, I think at the same there's so many amateur astronomers. I went to my my dad has a telescope in his backyard and everybody's looking up at the sky and, and at no point is the sky not being looked at. And I would, I would, and again, it could be one of those things that trees are falling in the forest. We're just not hearing about it, that we're not tapped into the right Facebook feed or YouTube feed. There are photographs and videos that have been verified to not have been tampered with that depict things that are unexplained in the sky. And then how much of this is our ongoing conflict with Russia and China? China got to the moon recently, by the way. Place we haven't been in a long time. Yeah, they went onto the dark side. Is that where Pink Floyd went? Well, it's where China went. But I don't think they found any base over there yet. No alien base. So I'm not a proponent in crazy conspiracy theories like that. But... It's hard to believe that we are alone in the universe. Especially since there's an infinite amount, I believe, mainstream science, 10 billion planets that exist. The possibilities are endless. So I'm curious then, what is Space Force? Or is this just another... How do we convince the population that we need to funnel millions of dollars into this? And is this a worthy adventure? I, I believe it is. But 
I'm a little hesitant because it seems like they want to. We want to battle Russia and China. For <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some Klingons too. And if it is the Klingons, honestly, those assholes deserve it. I hope we do get them. <laughs> the weaponization is the problem. I want peaceful exploration. But with our current status quo, that doesn't seem like an option. There, there ever been a peaceful exploration mission? I mean, I'm supposed to celebrate Columbus. <laughs> the man committed genocide, right? Yeah. Lewis and Clark probably raped their way along to Oregon. I don't know. I'm, I could be making that up. Who knows? But they probably killed some people. There might have been some mutiny along the way. Every exploration <laughs> I've ever heard of has its strifes. Oh, God, they're, they're, it's vicious. I think this is the only way that we're going to be able to reach out into the stars, though. No intergalactic species is going to tolerate our fucking bullshit once we roll up. <laughs> <laughs> if they're out there, they're not going to tolerate our bullshit. I guess why haven't they come by more frequently? Why haven't they come to us, like you and I? Everybody I've seen that ever has an alien encounter is a crackpot. Like they are, they are people who don't look like they socialize much. <laughs> and I, I'm just, I just wish they would pick me. Like I, I, I've been good. Like I'm not on uh, Santa. You know, I'm on the good list. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. But there's been plenty of instances of military personnel reporting sightings of this or reporting nuclear bases being disabled. That seems to be an area that they're particularly interested in. Mm -hmm. Our nuclear technology. Because now, for the first time in our history, we have the potential to completely destroy ourselves. But we also have the potential to fuck things up out in space, too. Right. So that has to pique their interest a little bit more. Yeah, they might be upset with us with the idea that we have nowhere else to put our garbage and our trash and we would just shoot it into space. Well, why don't we just shoot it into the sun? This is an idea that I've always had. I think I've mentioned it to you before. We should just shoot it into the fucking sun. It's a giant incinerator. It's not going to do any harm. <laughs> Honestly, I received a survey from my city whether we should continue recycling services because China is no longer buying our recycling. So they want to limit recycling services maybe to twice a month versus every week. And our landfills are filling up and we have to figure out a way to produce things more economically because during this COVID thing, plastic is winning. <laughs> there is more plastic than ever. And plastic is what we can't recycle. So it'd be, we'd be shooting plastic into the sun and it would just burn up. But I want to say for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. No, the sun's just so going to eat that. <laughs> the sun's just going to eat that shit. We, we, you would hope, right? And I think theoretically, I, I believe you're right, but I know I was always taught never to burn plastic because it's very toxic. So I don't know if, I, I don't know what I, and how much plastic can we send up in a rocket? Like, I mean, is it enough to justify like you'd have to dump a lot of plastic <laughs> in the rocket <laughs> for me to be like, all right, we're going to, cause it's, it costs a lot to shoot off rockets. 
<laughs> well, why don't we take all this plastic and build a space elevator? And then we can just launch it into orbit that way and just gently send it into the sun. I think this is <laughs> just, just lay it, just place it there. <laughs> I'm telling you, the sun will just eat that shit. But back to aliens. Yeah. Back to aliens, yes. <laughs> what else do you want to know? I know you're good with the math and the science on this stuff. So I think you have you have some theories and some ideas that I that you've shared with me before. I think bigger than Tom DeLong. Yeah. There's plenty. Ex CIA chief Admiral R.H. Hillencotter. He headed the CIA from 1947 to 1950. And he said that the unknown objects are operating under intelligent control. It is imperative that we learn where the UFOs come from and what their purpose is. And he said that they know that neither Russia nor this country had anything approaching such high speeds and maneuvers. It wouldn't put it past Russia, like wouldn't put it past me that Russia because they've been very sneaky in all this. They've been tampering with our elections quite effectively. And maybe they've just created this whole thing as a ruse. Even though we supposedly bankrupted their economy by the continuous expansion of our military and they had to keep up, ultimately leading to their collapse. But they're still very much in the game. So it wouldn't put it past me that and Russia's always been very good with the science. They're right, they've been right there with the nukes. Yeah. I was actually reading a little bit about the Russian space program the other night. You ever heard of the Nedlin catastrophe? Is it like Fukushima? So the Nedlin catastrophe occurred on October 24th, 1960. The Russians were preparing a test flight and an explosion occurred and it killed a shit ton of people. Like, over 100 people. Okay. <laughs> Basically, it didn't launch for whatever reason, and they sent a bunch of engineers out to work on it, and while they were fucking working on it, it blew up. I do remember this, yes. Fucking horrible. You, you wouldn't have been alive, but you probably heard of it. I did. Now that you're now that you mentioned those specifics, I do recall that now. Yeah. And and as a whole, like the Challenger in 1986, people died. I think there was another failed liftoff during the early days of us trying to go to the moon, that race to the moon. Uh, but 10,000 people are dying globally from COVID right now. So I don't I guess. Yeah. What's a few more? Like if we're going to have to burn some people up just to figure out if there's aliens, then I'm all in. You know what I always seem to pick up on when it comes to the Challenger? Everybody remembers the Challenger, but do you ever hear people talking about the Columbia? Ooh, yeah. No, I, we made a joke out of that. We always say, what does NASA stand for? Need another seven astronauts. And that was as a result of the Columbia, yeah. People don't seem to ever really talk about that. And I don't understand why. Like that was, I, I was a kid. I remember I was at the bowling alley when that was on. That was like 
This is only two years after 9-11, and now we got fucking astronauts fucking burning up in the atmosphere on live TV. Like, Jesus Christ, can you guys stop it? After 9-11, we were pretty tolerant of, of death on television. Oh, I just remember watching that, and I just remember just just trying to imagine what it was like for them in their last moments being in that in that thing. And it had to have been fucking horrible. Yeah, and I and that joke that I mentioned, that was my buddy, it's kind of his alias, but Jamie Vegas is out there bicycling around Las Vegas. But I remember he made that joke and I laughed. And obviously it's it's these are tragedies and, and we shouldn't make light, but but we do. And we and you and I are obviously comedians. Yeah. And so <laughs> <laughs> But and, and I I I don't I I want to say that we were just tragedied out at that point. Whereas in 86, I just remember Reagan stepped up to the microphone and actually became a president for everybody at that time. I think during national tragedy is that, I mean, Bush stepped it up for 9-11. Clinton did it for Oklahoma. Um, Trump never could grasp any of it. He was <laughs> awful during the whole time. <laughs> well, there was also a school teacher on the Challenger. Big deal about that, yeah. There was an Asian guy, a black guy. They, they had a Benetton ad that shot up into space. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they made a lot of fuss. And again, I think this is, you could make the argument that this is blatant propaganda, again, to get us to support this space force, this space war this Star Wars concept that the U.S. government and the military-industrial complex is pushing either to conquer space or to get us to, to piss away millions so that we can figure out better technology to destroy the Russians. Yeah, I never liked the militarization of space. And one example of that is the Air Force's rods from God concept. Have you ever heard for that? Okay, what's that? Basically, they'd have these satellites that would have these giant steel telephone sized rods on them maybe made of titanium i don't know what the fuck they were made of but it was a kinetic energy weapon they would just drop it from space onto a target okay and basically just the force of it would destroy everything around it absolutely everything around it wow so you can see where this is heading <laughs> as we go in that direction <laughs> and mm -hmm. it doesn't give me much hope that we're going to reach out into the stars like they did in interstellar or in 2001 space odyssey we see more we're on a path where we want to go adversarial with these aliens and that'll of course unite the country we'll all be united behind a common enemy and like independence day we will yeah like <laughs> We will not go quietly into the night. Also an interstellar. <laughs> it all comes back together. Did, did they say that in interstellar? <laughs> yeah. He actually quotes the entire poem. Boy, I really missed that. I should pay attention more. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Brand actually repeats the first verse of the poem to them when they're heading out on the endurance. He says, do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at the close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. 
I recall that now. Interesting. Okay. It all comes back together. Told you. I just, when Bill Pullman says it, I believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think we're on that, we're on that path where we're just going to want to fight aliens. That that's what we're, no matter who comes here, we're going to try to blast them out of the sky. I hate it. I fucking hate it here. That's, (laughs) is, is that, am I? No, that's the unfortunate truth. And that's why you start getting into these theories where if we are going to have any potential contact with them or if they're here already, they are here for hostile intent or Mm -hmm. to stop us from being hostile towards others. There's some other possibilities, but those are the two main lines of thinking is that they're here to help us either avoid catastrophe, evolve properly and peacefully, or they're here to exterminate us or probe us or fucking do whatever with us, experiment on us. Which makes you think they should have done it already. Why haven't they? Precisely. For me, I believe if a species is to travel amongst the stars, they have to be peaceful. Yeah. There's no way that we're going to let the Russians leave the solar system. We'll blast them out of the fucking sky before they get a chance. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so At least, I think that's the line of reasoning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that these other species would have to be peaceful in order for them to make contact with us. If you do believe that they have made contact with us. So therefore they're here to try to help us acquire that same line of thinking. And so far it looks like we're failing miserably. Although we haven't had any world wars in the last 70 years. Hey, we just pulled out of Somalia today. (laughs) Look at that. And I said, what? We're in Somalia? (laughs) 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 Who knew? Yeah. But no, there's a cover-up then. Because whatever contact is being made, it's not with you and I. They're obviously talking to crackpots or our military. And they ain't sharing any of that shit. It's probably the military. we don't know who killed Kennedy. Yeah. But that's what I think. It's just that there are so many secrets that the military and the government has failed to keep from... I mean, they the Manhattan Project, or they couldn't keep that a secret, right? Hell, they couldn't stop Anita Hill from testifying against Clarence Thomas. Like, secrets are hard to bear in it, and it takes a lot to keep a conspiracy on board. So I think you're right. There's a lot of notable people within our military who have come out and said, hey, we're blowing the whistle off this. I forgot to even look before. Is this in WikiLeaks? Like, maybe there's something in there. I know for sure that I remember a British hacker getting into the U.S. Army's database and hacking in and, and discovering the some of the alien files. So I, I do know they exist, and I'm quite confident there's a cover-up. But at this point, you and I, like as far as the contact is concerned, like there is no evidence that's being presented to us. And if they did come out and say, hey, we do have evidence, how would they – that would ruin it for all the Catholics out there. It would ruin a lot of things for a lot of people. It would not only ruin religion, it would ruin the world economy. 
in the eyes of the people that are currently profiting off of it so much, of course. Right. It would change energy, transportation, everything. Definitely change perspective. And I think we're still quietly preparing people to absorb this change because I don't think people are ready yet. Well, that's why you start to see these little things like some videos and government confirmation that they do have a program looking into this thing. And there's been a numbers, num uh, different groups, but they've they seem to always be historically, like the the, the Condon Committee as an example back in the '60s. Mm -hmm. That seemed to be something, an arm of the University of Colorado, purposely meant to dissuade people from from thinking that UFOs are real. So they've just been trying to say, hey, no, because yeah, I think it I think it would be very traumatic for the public, and it's easier just to to keep this thing quiet for now until we're ready for the big reveal. And again, we're trusting our militaristic government to do the right thing. No, we're trusting Tom to do the right thing. <laughs> well, Tom's on it, making millions. <laughs> you want to know something interesting? Another little fun fact that kind of ties this all together. Roswell, after World War II, was the site of our only nuclear bomber wing. So we discussed aliens having an interest in these nuclear facilities. We did. Here's another interesting piece to this, though. So the Enola Gay, everybody knows about that one, right? Yeah. Do you know the name of the other plane? The one that dropped the bomb on Nagasaki? Damn it. My trivia brain, it's in there somewhere. <laughs> I'll help you. Please. Boxcar. Oh, you know what? I did not know that. <laughs> I did know Enola Gay, though. Yeah. Okay, Boxcar, go on. Mm -hmm. And Tom, in the early 2000s, did a side project. Many think it's the reason that Blink-182 split up, because him and Travis Barker did a side project called Boxcar Racer, which was inspired by by that plane's name boom 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 tom's been boom into this <laughs> tom has been into this forever so that's one example there right out in plain sight that he has an obsession with this that goes deep beyond just a clever name and he wrote aliens exist which was on enema of the state in 99 enema of the state yeah, that's like their most popular album, the one with all the small things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right. You were around when that came out. I thought you'd be on that. <laughs> I know of the popular songs. What's My they're, Age they're Again? My... And All the Small Things are on all that album. Things, that's the album yeah. with the nurse pulling the glove down. That's right. Mm -hmm. that, so that's what that means. Mm -hmm. Get ready. You know what? Fine. I just don't. Maybe I'll listen to a little bit more. You've always convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are just more in the names of songs and the band. They don't really sing too much about aliens other than aliens exist. But the things that he is doing now are worth looking into. 
I hope I've convinced you a little bit at least. I'm still waiting for more evidence. Obviously, I want to believe. I just need more. That's all. I just need more cowbell. Well, since he started this five, six, seven, eight years ago, however long it's been, he got those videos out for us. One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. That's right. So there's a number of documentaries out there that people can watch. The Phenomenon, Unacknowledged. The Bob Lazar one's pretty good. Mm. Found that one pretty interesting. And Great name too, Bob Lazar. Yeah, it's always up to you whether you want to believe in any of these things, but it's always up to you if you want to believe in any sort of faith, right? Yeah, or ghosts for that matter. People believe in all types of shit. Exactly. <laughs> Crystals. They, but they don't believe in themselves, apparently. <laughs> well, we do. The important thing is to at least be tolerant of other people's beliefs. No matter how wacky they are, as long as they're not hurting people. I'm not a proponent of hurting people. So if any of those Scientology rumors are true, then we need to free those people. Where is Shelley Miscavige? Who the hell is that? That is the wife of David Miscavige, the head of Scientology. She's been missing for like 17 years or something, at least from the public. But apparently authorities spoke to her when, when called upon. So she's just been hiding from the public really well for the past like 15 years or something. <laughs> I once defended the Church of Scientology to some protesters in downtown Phoenix at First Friday. What the hell makes you think that your belief system is any better than their belief system? Like, why are you criticizing them? Precisely. That's why I'm, old, I'm only joking about, their, about any of the rumors. I just wanted to make it clear that I'm not a proponent of violence or anything like that. So we're not into any fundamentalist beliefs. It's not like the office. We're not cutting off Nellie's hand here because she stole a pen. And as I've always said that Al-Qaeda just has a really horrible medical and dental plan. So why would I want to be part of something like that? <laughs> but as long as we are tolerant of one another, it would get us a lot farther. But it's hard to have this conversation in particular with people that are of a more religious background because... Hmm. They believe that it is a god or gods as opposed to another intelligent race. And science counters theology. So a lot of people's minds would be blown if it turned out that the gods that they read about in their Old Testament and Koran just turned out to be aliens. I think some people would be flipping some fucking tables. <laughs> and and all the big oil manufacturers and car companies and plane companies and everybody would be losing their goddamn minds the bankers but it would all be in the name of evolution taking the next step just like in 2001 mm, the dawn of man and I think that is a pretty good place to end the conversation, right? Is there anything else that you want to add before we go? 
I am going to keep looking up. Hope to see something other than planes. Let's go back out to the desert and see if we see anything out there. Um, Tolan, let's go monolith hunting. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we build one of our own. Become the next internet sensation. Out of plastic. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So if you enjoyed this episode or you have ideas for future episodes or things you'd like to hear about, feel free to comment at CTS Terry on Twitter or by searching for the Catch the Sky podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Until next week, keep looking up and keep trying to catch the sky. <laughs> <laughs>